Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well. Uh, it's good to be back. I have something that I think is uh, rather inspiring. And, and again, I, I like to look at regular daily life and how to implement it in Buddhism. And, and again, of course, being able for us to overlap or overlay our Buddhist practice with uh, our Western values if we grew up in the West or wherever we grew up in. Um, and so we should ask these very simple questions, which I think a lot of times are not asked in Buddhism because we tend to, of course, think of more loft, loftier ideas such as enlightenment, etc. However, within a uh, Buddhist culture, uh, these basic ideals or ideas are, are imperative to be able to um, practice Buddhism, I believe, especially in, on the ground level in daily life. And so my question for this podcast is, what is a good moral character in Buddhism? Or what do we consider a good character? What are the aspects of a good character? And actually, in the Nirvana Sutra, they specifically talk about that. And that's why I wanted to share and, and give some insight. Because again, we as Buddhists um, should look and see how in our daily life we are upholding the Dharma. Uh, again, these questions of the idea of moral character is very important because other teachings, other religions talk about it. And especially, again, a lot of times Buddhism is inflated to just the idea of the clergy level of practice or clergy level of understanding or study, etc. But I think in the West, uh, it is very much left out concerning uh, laymen and laywomen, which is an integral part of Buddhism. And, and a lot of Western Buddhists, I think, just aspire for this kind of idea that, okay, the the real way to enlightenment is by being a member of the clergy, a bhikshu or bhikshuni, a monk or a nun. But actually, no, there are the four groups, the four classifications of laymen, laywomen, uh, also monks and nuns in the Buddhist uh, sangha, especially in the Mahayana Buddhist sangha. And so therefore, as lay lay people or householders, as we say, people who run the house, it's an integral part of Buddhism that is often overlooked as if somebody needs to aspire to always become a member of the clergy or become a monk or become a nun, and that that is in some way more preferable than being a householder, which actually in Mahayana Buddhism, especially in the under the Lotus Sutra, the guise of the one vehicle, is not the case. So I think we have to change our minds a little bit, and that's why I say ordinary is extraordinary, because within the ordinary life, and there are sutras, of course, the Vimalakitri Sutra, etc., that are talking about this aspect of lay leader or lay man or lay women, woman uh, aspects of Buddhist practice, which are the exact equal or benefit or is sometimes even greater than that of the clergy who have their own challenges. So what makes a good character? In Buddhism, they talk about in the Nirvana Sutra, the 10 aspects of a good character. Now, of course, when we think of a good character, it can't be without the idea or concept of the five precepts. So the first five of the ten are actually the precepts, the five moral precepts. So when we talk about morality in Buddhism, we're, we actually do have a morality, and that is based and expressed within the precepts. And always the most important are the first five. So you may see... 
monks and nuns have 250 or etc etc and we may think wow that is way superior to me because i only have five precepts but actually the five are the most essential part even of those 250 and all of those additional precepts are basically just extensions or how do you say clarifications of so the five moral precepts are injunctions to refrain from first of course taking life second taking what is not given third engaging in improper sexual activity fourth uh, provocating or using false speech and five ingesting intoxicants then as we go into so these are the first five of the ten aspects of a good character okay now I did previous podcast where I went deeply into the five precepts so I would use that to reference back um, I would go back and listen to those if I if to recommend to you to do that and then the ten aspects of a good character are comprised of the first four of these five precepts along with refraining from slandering using div- divisive speech or harsh speech uh, using intentionally affected speech, greed, anger, and holding right views. So let's take each one of those in, in order. So the first, it says, are comprised of the first of these five precepts along with uh, refraining from slandering. As we see, Nijinan Shonen talks about this and countless times, the idea of slanderers of the Dharma. So when you look at Nietzsche and Shonen, a lot of people look at Nietzsche and Shonen with this kind of uh, disdain because he does call people out about slandering the Dharma. And a lot of people would say, well, who is he to judge other people? Um, because usually when we think of Buddhists, we think of nice, docile, uh, meditatively insightful people who are wise, who never get angry, never get pushed around, etc., etc. But again... One of the reasons I, I give these lectures is that I'd like to, of course, just, you know, allow our minds to open to a greater perspective of Buddhism instead of a stereotypical or dogmatic idea that we have. But actually, that the idea is that slandering the Dharma actually kills the uh, ability to understand the Dharma. So therefore, that's why Nichiren and Shonen specifically talks harshly and very directly about slanderers of the Dharma. And that even, it's interesting, Nietzsche Shonen says that he himself was a slanderer of the Dharma at one time. And that luckily he was able to overcome his own ignorance and find the true uh, direction, the true mind, the true teaching of the Buddha that uh, as expounded in the Lotus Sutra. So that is very important that we understand whether slandering doesn't mean intentionally or unintentionally, it's just slandering. And in doing so, that means that we intentionally go against the correct teaching, the correct law, the correct dharma, that of the Lotus Sutra. So therefore, we should in our life be able to refrain from slandering the dharma by upholding it and keeping it. That is what Nichiren Shonen says, that amongst the ignorant slanderers of the dharma in the dharma ending age, the compassion of the Lotus Sutra is that it hangs the five characters of Myohorengi Kyo around the necks of the ignorant. And so that when we uphold the title of Namu Myoho Renge Kyo, 
uh, it actually is what allows us to uh, overcome our deep karmic seeds of slandering the true Dharma from beginningless end. And then the next is using divisive speech or harsh speech. Divisive is like idea to divide people. So if in a Sangha, again, this goes back to uh, divisive, divisive speech and the idea that you use it to cause trouble between Sangha members or between somebody and their teacher. Uh, this is quite an issue because a lot of times people use this, and I've experienced it many times myself, this uh, speech amongst even our practitioners of Nichiren Buddhism causing the breakdown of the master-disciple relationship, uh, breaking down the, 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 the direction or the harmony of the Sangha, which of course, as we know, is one of the uh, fatal or uh, unforgivable sins, the harshest sins or behaviors of in Buddhism is that of causing disharmony. That's right up there with killing an arahat, killing your mother, your father, and wounding the Buddha. So you can see how how divisive speech could actually destroy and cause injury to that of the Buddha and towards the Dharma. Or harsh speech. Harsh speech meaning that we simply do it out of anger. Uh, uncontrolled, undirected, unwise anger. That we are being harsh to people rather than allowing ourselves. And again, harshness is a... Um, division or divisive activity that we use in order to separate ourselves from others. So you can see how the idea of equanimity, interdependence is very much related into these precepts and these ideas of a good character. So that we don't cause division and that we don't use harshness towards other beings because if we use harshness, then we don't realize their potential to become a Buddha and therefore we are judging them and uh, making and assuming that they are just uh, no meaning or ignorant or dumb. But we, as we have received the Dharma, should be able to at least awaken our minds to being able to see the Buddha in others. Okay? And then the next one, which was very interesting, I had to look up specifically what it was referring to, using, using intentionally affected speech. And what this actually means is that Speech that is not natural to oneself. When they say oneself, that means in accordance with one's Buddha nature. So, therefore, as we see, these these are the kind of people that only way you could uh, uh, effectively share or behave in such a way, and not in a fake way, but in a real way, is that one understands and, and accepts the Dharma, the Buddha Dharma of the Lotus Sutra, and then therefore exemplifies it in their life because if you don't see the buddha nature in others you will use harsh speech you will divide yourself you will see yourself as divided or separate from others and then also you don't even acknowledge your own buddha nature so then you use this intentionally affected speech which is of course not natural to yourself that your natural self your uh, self of buddha nature etc then we have greed we know that greed actually kills the seed of Buddhahood in the sense that the reason why the first of the six paramitas is ofuse is because we need to dissolve, or how do you say, they talk about making the poison inactive, making it ineffective by using ofuse to counteract the poison of greed. Then we have the idea of anger. Anger is that uncontrolled, 
direction that we just automatically uh, direct towards other people. And, and we do that out of frustration or anger because we don't understand the reality as such. We don't see the Dharma Dhatu, the, the world as it is, that is expounded and, and exemplified in Ichin and Sanzen. And then, of course, the last one, and holding right views. That goes back to the idea of slandering. And Nichiren showed a huge point that his basic question was on the idea of right views, which we see right view from the Eightfold Path. The idea of right views is to uphold the correct Dharma. That's why in a lot of Nichiren Shonen's discussions, he is not saying that, for instance, the Nembutsu is a worthless practice. What he's saying is that it's inappropriate at this time, and that in reality, even the kindness and compassion of uh, Amida Buddha is unable to be actualized, because in the vows of Amida Buddha, he states that he is only able to save those that understand the true Dharma without slandering it. So, but the Lotus Sutra itself is able to, sell, to save and to be able to enlighten even those who are against the Sutra, who slander it. However, we as a good character should have the right view, which means to be able to see things properly. And from that right view, it's, in, it's not looking outward, it's looking inward. Like, where does all of your, um, and it's the reason why it's the last one, where does all of your understanding or insight or awareness of the world come from? If it comes from a, the mind of the Ashura, then you're angry. Or if you get it from the mind of the Gaki, you're greedy. So it's interesting that actually, as we look through this, the one thing that keeps popping up for me is that it's also the idea of purifying the uh, the six worlds of the enlightened, the uh, unenlightened worlds, the, the worlds of birth and death, that not are part of the enlightened realm. And in that, we're able to see and, of course, exemplify the Buddha nature. So therefore, we're not stuck in the, the Gaki world by greed, right? And we're not stuck or... Um, or uh, put in place where we can't move from the idea of the Ashura or the angry fighting demon. But that actually we hold the right views because again, Nichiren and Shonen said and Master Chantai taught that the idea of the five periods and which teaching was the most appropriate teaching for that period because it said that the idea of wisdom is one who can actually see amongst many teachings, many sutras, which one is the appropriate teaching for that time for that place, for those people, etc. So therefore, that is why these uh, ten uh, aspects of a good moral character is something that we should exemplify in our daily life. And again, all of this comes from one's faith. It begins with faith and then matures into uh, action. It matures into actual change. But one has to have faith first, and then we, through learning and practicing, we are able to exemplify and, of course, uh, show in our life and follow these 10 aspects of good character. So the important thing is not thinking, I need to just change uh, certain aspects of my life. If I'm just an angry person, I'll focus on anger. This is uh, kind of, ex this is exemplified as the idea of a poisonous tree and that the kind of uh, way that people would, get rid of the tree is by cutting branch by branch but as well we cut one branch the other branch grows back so the buddha says we need to totally uproot the poisonous tree 
in our minds. So therefore, as we see and exemplify in our daily life, take a look at how these aspects uh, in your life are being um, manifested. What kind of cause and effect are being promoted? What kind of karmas or action is being created? And actually, therefore, as a Buddhist, we see that one must be absolutely um, balanced with learning and practice, that one can be aware of one's speech, one's action, one's thought, etc. One's even uh, supporting idea, like where does it come from? The correct view being the, the basis, the root of all the teachings. And, and then also how even the Eightfold Path and that are manifested into the other aspects. So therefore, I hope you have found this uh, interesting. I hope that you found this useful. And I hope that all of you will be able to exemplify these ten aspects of a good moral character. And then if somebody asks you, well, what is a good man? What is a good woman? What is a good character in Buddhism? You will be able to use this to understand a little bit deeper and perhaps explain to others. So with that, I say thank you very much, and I hope you're all doing well. I look forward to our next podcast. Namu myoho renge kyo.